You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. I'm just going to dive right into the Word. Book of John, chapter 11, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 16 to start. It says, Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, him who thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Someone say, Jesus loves me. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that, saith he to his disciples, Let us go unto Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may Awake him out of sleep. Someone say the Lord's going to wake him up. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of um, taking of rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sake that I was not there. To the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us go also, that we may die with him. O oh, doubting Thomas. We all have a doubting Thomas in our life, don't we? But we love them anyway. <laughs> let's go down to verses 41 to 44. It says, Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I know that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And I knew that thou hearest me, but I... Okay, I already read that, sorry. <laughs> and when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud, loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. In other words, Lazarus, wake up. And he that was dead came forth bound, hand and foot, with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Tonight, I want to talk to you on this subject, time to wake up. Let's pray together. Father, we're so honored and privileged to be in your presence here tonight. I pray, God, that your word would minister to our hearts. We open our hearts and prepare to receive, God, what you desire to say here tonight. 
Have your way in this place, Lord. Let your spirit move and touch our hearts, our minds, and our souls. And we give you all the worship and all the glory here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys may be seated. Anybody here like sleep? Oh, come on. Everybody must raise their hand. Everybody likes sleep, right? There's nothing like being in your own bed with your own blankets, especially clean sheets straight out of the dryer in the wintertime, curl up cocoon. There's nothing like it. There really isn't. Can anybody sleep anywhere? Any chef, chef workers in the room? <laughs> now, can people only sleep in their bed and nowhere else? Anybody out there like that? Nevertheless, I think most of us can say we love sleep. And it's a period of rest. It consists of REM and non-REM sleep. These are two distinct states that alternate in cycles and reflect differing levels of brain nerve cell activity. Non-REM sleep, which stands for non-rapid eye movement, it's also termed quiet sleep. It's divided into three stages of progression, and with each descending stage, waking up becomes more difficult. And with, with REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement sleep, the brain is highly active. It's also called active sleep. Most vivid dreams occur in REM sleep. Brain activity is comparable to that in waking, but the muscles are virtually immobilized, which prevents people from acting out their dreams. Except for vital organs like lungs and heart, the only muscles not immobilized during REM are the eye muscles. REM sleep may be critical for learning and for day-to-day -day mood regulation. When people are sleep-deprived, their brains must work harder than when they are well-rested. Someone say amen. Why is sleep important? It's not just a time when your brain and body shut down. Your brain and body accomplish important tasks during sleep that help you stay healthy and function better when you're awake. Getting enough sleep helps you think more clearly and react more quickly. Your body produces hormones that help repair cells and tissues and fight off illness. Not getting enough sleep can be dangerous, not only affecting your performance, but your health and mood too. Studies show that lack of sleep may cause you to have a slower response time, take more risks or make unwise decisions, be irritable, behave poorly, have trouble with relationships, become depressed more easily, have high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and other medical conditions. And it could also cause you to become overweight. So as you can see, getting enough sleep is very important for her mind and body. And not getting enough sleep can be dangerous. However, there's another type of sleep that if we fall into can be dangerous. Not only affecting our mind and body, but also our soul. This type of sleep is called spiritual sleep. And before I get to that, we're going to talk about Jesus here for a moment. Jesus was fully God and fully man, as we know. And as a man, he, he's someone that needed to eat, he's someone that needed to drink, and he's also somebody that needed to sleep. Here we see in Mark chapter 4, verse 38, says, and he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? So according to Scripture, Jesus did sleep like a normal human did. And he also encouraged his disciples to rest when they needed it. Mark chapter 6, verse 39. 
And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much to eat. But however, there were times where Jesus needed his disciples to not sleep, but to be watchful and awake. Matthew chapter 26, verses 40 to 41. And he cometh unto his disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, what could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And while this refers to physical, physical sleep, it also has a spiritual application applied to it. Jesus simply asks his disciples to watch and pray. His time was coming near to be sacrificed on the cross. And he also said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And pray not that you enter into temptation. Now, if we look back to the Old Testament, there are many people that were called by God but fell into spiritual sleep. One prime example is King Saul. Saul was a man with a Jewish background. He was called by God to be the first king of Israel. Now, God desired for Israel to look at God as their true king, where the pagan nations had a physical king. But God wanted them to know that he was their true king. And they kept harping after God, we need a king, we need a king. Until finally God said, okay, I will give you a king. And I really believe that he gave Saul a chance to do what was right in his eyes. This man was anointed by the prophet Samuel, who was also his mentor. He led, he actually started out very well. He led some military victories over Israel's enemies. But then little things started happening over time. He began to disobey God in his decision-making. And next thing you know, he finds himself into spiritual sleep, which unfortunately he did not wake up from. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 26. Read verses 7 to 8. It says, So David and Abishai came to the people by night. And behold, Saul lay sleeping within the trench. And his spear stuck in the ground at his bolster. But Abner and the people lay around about him. Then said Abishai to David, God hath delivered thine enemy into thine hand this day. Now therefore let me smite him. I pray thee with the spear even to the earth at once, and I will not smite him the second time. See, at this point, David and Saul were enemies. And at this point, Saul was deep into spiritual sleep. And what happened was he fell asleep, and God delivered him right into his enemy's hand. The enemy always attacks those who are spiritually asleep. We need to be very careful because that, that's the open door for the enemy is when we fall into that spiritual sleep. Because we're not watching, we're not being mindful. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Peter says it here. He says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. If you look at an animal like a lion, of course he's going to attack his prey, that are asleep. It's much easier to get to the prey 
that are asleep. So when we're in spiritual sleep, that is the time where the enemy is going to attack you. Church, the last two years have been hard. Amen. I, I feel a lot of us has struggled through this pandemic in the last two years. And I'll be honest, I struggled myself. We all face different circumstances, and I'll be honest, I allowed my circumstances to put me into spiritual sleep for a certain period of time. It was hard. I faced a lot of struggles I didn't face for a long time. Sure, I came to church. I said, I'm doing good put a smile on my face. I preached, conducted one-on-one Bible studies. But there's something that was missing. I felt like the, the fire of the Holy Ghost that was in me, it succumbed to just a little spark. I found myself to be in spiritual sleep. And it wasn't until last week at youth convention, I felt God take his two hands put it on my shoulder, look at me dead in the eye and said, son, it's time to wake up. He said, I have some things for you to do. It's time to wake up. And I'll tell you, it's no coincidence that that is our theme this year because something was ignited within me. That little spark just turned to a big flame once again. And I made up my mind. But we have to make the choice. That's the difference. God's not going to make the choice for us. He's simply going to call out to you, but you have to make that choice to get up. If we look at the story of Lazarus, he didn't pull Lazarus by the arm saying, get up. No, no, he called to Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth. Come forth. He had to get up. So he's calling us here tonight Those who are facing spiritual sleep, he's calling you to wake up. And when I finally made up my mind to wake up from my spiritual sleep, I'll tell you, it wasn't very long for the enemy to come after me. I'd say it was about two nights later after the weekend, I had this dream, and it was was a nightmare, actually. Now, Once in a while, I have these dreams, and I usually know if they're from God or if they're just a random dream that doesn't mean anything. When I wake up, if I remember detail by detail the dream that I had, and then I I receive an interpretation of that dream, then I know it came from God. But if I wake up and forget about it, yeah, didn't mean anything. But this dream was interesting. This is my first time I actually had a spiritual nightmare, I guess, so to speak. I'll never forget it, just to spare all the details. I was laying there in the dark, just sheer darkness surrounding me. And I remember this this human bat-like looking creature, and I know it was a manifestation of Satan himself. He was upside down. I'm laying on, on the ground or whatever I was laying. I was just darkness around me. And I remember he looked me dead in the eye, and I remember I could see his face right now. Most evil thing I've probably seen in my life. And he looked at me and he said, if you don't help me take down these souls with me, 
I'm going to get you. He said, I'm going to come after you with everything I got. So I woke up, went through the dream once again, and uh, received the interpretation. Get up out of bed, I said, bring it. Not by my might, not by my power, but by his spirit. Because if you have been born again of the water and the spirit, and you walk after the spirit each day, the enemy, enemy cannot do anything to you. He only does things that you allow in. In church, we are tired. We are. We're in a day and age where we're just exhausted. Parents, husbands, wives, working full-time, school, even the, even the youth, you name it. We're just in a busy, busy day and age. And life is so busy and we're just so, so tired. But God is calling us to rest. He, is, he calls us to rest. We are called to rest, but if we're not careful, it can turn into spiritual sleep. Think of it like this. If you're feeling tired, you don't want to sleep, though. You feel tired, but you're like, you know what? Maybe I'll go lay in my bed for a second. Maybe I'll rest my eyes a little bit. We know what happens next. We fall asleep. Rest is good, but when we begin to have too much rest and find rest in other areas, that could turn into spiritual sleep. When we're in spiritual sleep, we are surrounded by darkness because think of it like this. When you close your eyes, what do you see? You see darkness. And when you open your eyes, what do you see? You see light. And also when we're in spiritual sleep, we are bound and we are shackled by our circumstances within our spiritual sleep. Lazarus, he was bound when he was asleep. But then when he finally woke up out of that darkness and into the light, all those chains and shackles came off. Jesus says it like this, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Music, you can come back. He says, Come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest into your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, we're tired, you know, especially with circumstances we face. It's very easy to turn to something else. What if we just turn to him? There's something that happens in our spirit and our souls. We come to him. He gives us this peace that is beyond all understanding. When you're tired and you're bound, he will give you the energy that you need to get by. And he will free you from your circumstance. Let's turn to Romans chapter 13, verse 11. And I'll end with this verse. Paul says this, And that knowing the time, 
that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. It's time to wake up. Jesus is coming soon. Much sooner than we think, I think. I truly believe it. You look at the front page news. All you have to do is glimpse for about five seconds and you're like, wow. He's coming. We are in the end days. He is coming. And we need to be awake. We need to be alert. And we need to be watchful. It is not time to fall into spiritual sleep, church. It's time for us to wake up. We could all stand at this time. So I'm here to tell somebody here tonight, you can be ignited. You can be reborn again. That flame that you once had burning inside of you, you feel that just turn into a little small spark, that can be ignited once again. Like I said, it's no coincidence that that is our theme this year, is to ignite. Those who are bound by circumstance and that need that peace of God and you feel like you fell into spiritual sleep, Jesus is saying, son, daughter, it's time to wake up. I have some things for you to do. And he does that because he loves you. He loves you too much to keep you where you are. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.